first things first, I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce your band's fucking name. <laughs> okay. I don't think anyone a- does. Yeah, we, we get that a lot, actually. So, yeah, it's because like, I feel like the issue is that the M and the A next to each other can really color the way this pronunciation goes. <laughs> so let's, that's the fuck up in there, right? Yeah. Let, so, let, let's hear how you how you pronounce it. Yeah. I would just say Damatos. Close. Yeah, close. Pretty close. Like, yeah. It's Demetus. Demetus, okay. Yeah. And we've had so many people like... Jesus Christ. We've had like Dematis, Dematis, Dematris. Um, the mattress factory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like... We've just had the craziest, had craziest pronunciation. Any way you can possibly say it. Dematis. I swear yeah, I heard a guy say dermatitis once. So, I've been saying, <laughs> so I say it. I say dermatitis all the time. <laughs> all right. So Dematis. Yes. yes. All right. Cool. Well, I am sitting here today with three. How many people were in your band? Four, five, six? Just three of us. Oh, really? Just yeah. three yeah. of you? Yeah. It's just us. Okay. Well, I'm here with three thirds. We <laughs> 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 got Brian, Ryan, and... Jess, Jessica, Jess, do you I'm, care? It doesn't matter. I, All right. <laughs> uh, Jessitus. <laughs> yes. Demetus, make some noise. Yay. Yay. Cool. Yeah. Um, interesting. You know, a lot of people like to say that uh, the Pittsburgh area and adjacent scene is small, I guess, right? Your band has been a band for quite a while. I play in a band that's been a band for quite a while. We're in similar genres. We've never fucking met each other because the scene really isn't that small. There's a lot going on. So it's nice to finally meet you all in person. (laughs) Yeah, you too. Yeah. Wow. Nice to meet you. So, well, welcome to my house. This is it. Um, Do you want to talk about my band or Ninja Turtles? Ooh. Both. Are you both. Not to, my band, your band. Yeah, you come over to my house. Let's just oh, talk about me. We can talk about it. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I meant to ask. Let's about talk it. about your band. So, <laughs> Demetis, you are a, I guess, you know, I don't know where you personally favor yourselves in terms of genre, whatever the fuck genre is worth. Like, you're somewhere in between like hard rock and metal, right? Yeah. What, yes. what, like, where do you prefer to lean or like describe yourselves as? I like to keep it 50-50, like darkness and light, heavy metal rock. Like I, every time I write music, like I always make sure there's a perfect balance of where I just have like straight metal songs and then I just have my straight like rock songs just because I like both spectrums and that's like way I find my perfect balance. Totally. You know, metal rock. (laughs) (laughs) When you were younger and maybe starting to get into writing music, did you find that it was a little bit like angrier when you were younger and then through the years we kind of mellow out a bit and you decide to like like oh well now i'm making rock it's not always metal or was that always been the case <laughs> we we were, were it used to be a lot angrier i mean <laughs> really, definitely heavier back i mean <laughs> so much to the point where like the band's original name was anal seepage oh really <laughs> yeah wow that's a lot easier to pronounce <laughs> it is <laughs> But yeah, like back then, like I just wrote like metal songs. It was like the main focus was to just scream the whole time. Totally. <laughs> totally. Wasn't that like to get back at like a, your previous band? Yeah, like because it was like whenever I was in, I was in a band um, that at the time I didn't know how to scream. And like they kicked me out and they didn't have the guts to tell me like that I was kicked out. They kept like talking to me on the phone like, oh, yeah, we got you new PA system. And um, yeah, like practice is next week. And I remember I saw a flyer of my band saying that we were performing like 
at this place. And I was like, wait, we're, perform- we're performing? And um, they had a new vocalist up there performing. Like I showed up and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. And then after that, it was show. like motivation for me to like learn how to scream. And it's just like, and it just happened. Like I was <sighs> overthinking it the whole time. <laughs> well, fuck that band. They still doing stuff? <laughs> um, no. no. Hell no. yeah, they're not. <laughs> no. Funny part, them in the dirt, yes. losers. <laughs> yeah. Funny part is like, part of, the, part of them are dead too. Oh geez. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, the, and that, was, dim that was the best stuff. Like we, we tend to have like we'll have like a dark sense of humor. We didn't really mean anything like negative by it or whatever. And we were like wondering what some of the previous band members were up to. And we start speaking specifically about the drummer. And I remember him specifically, you know, because I'm a drummer. And uh I was we were like, what are he's up to? And I was like, he's probably dead. Like and we looked it up and he was. And we were like, oh, foot and mouth. Like, just Whoa. like. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. I mean, sometimes you know people more than you think you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You yeah. could just tell by their the the path that their lives were going, like what was going to happen. You know, yeah. it, it, some people you don't really have to wonder about. You know where, where their future is. So Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of not knowing your future and not knowing that, hey, listen, it's nice to have friends. It's good that they're getting a hold of you. So. <laughs> Just let them know I said hi whenever you get back. <laughs> yeah. But when it came to uh, the start of this band, like I'm just assuming that you're kind of like the the lightning rod for what started this project, right? Yeah. Okay. So it starts off, it's angrier, it's anal seepage, and then it turns into Demetus. <laughs> and now we're at this point now where you have this yin and yang blending light and dark, heavy rock, whatever. It's all still attitude and aggression was there like a specific time or thing that you could think of that made you decide to switch that or did it just start slowly kind of working its way in i'm talking about the light it was more of just like getting to do like more of singing like because it's like i always enjoyed singing like opera and like just singing in general and i was like i want to like do more of that bring that more of what i enjoy doing because i do love singing it's like I always wanted to be like Christine from Fan of the Opera, like up there, sure. you know, like uh-huh. that was like one of my favorite ones. And I was like, I want to just write awesome like rock songs and kind of like have a singing part too. Then sure. she decided she wanted to be the Phantom as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the yin and yang personality yeah. right there. But uh, that's still like a lot of drama, even though it's not technically heavy metal there's still a lot of emotional weight that gets pulled into a lot of opera especially something like phantom of the opera so that's my phone going off now apparently we all have friends (laughs) hope they're listening to the podcast whenever we (laughs) upload this fucking ding dong (laughs) so the thing that's cool though about songwriting over the course of time you start to learn and recognize that you can pull things like the emotional intensity of like an opera thing and pull it into a metal or rock song and still like make something kind of beautiful and bigger than just being angry mm-hmm. all the time. And also, I don't know, me personally, as I've gotten older, I have a lot less to be angry about. And in retrospect, I don't know how much I had to be angry about when I was, you know, a teenager. Things weren't too, too bad for me. My parents are drug addicts, but what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's life. Yeah. yeah. Makes for good songs, you know? Yeah, like- I guess so. Yeah. Uh, awkwardly enough, I never really wrote songs about them. Uh. Let's talk about what we write songs about. Do you find yourself being a personal songwriter, a storyteller, or somewhere in the, the a blending somewhere, this? Somewhere in between. Like um, A lot of the newer songs that, I, that I'm writing for this album is like kind of like more of 
heartache, I guess. And it was like more of seeing a lot of my friends go through it, um, losing people that they love or just like, you know, just watching them having to heal from like breaking up with somebody. So I was just like kind of like writing songs from their perspective. Like I kind of like, you know, like listen to them and then it's like yeah. i feel the emotions too and so it was just like it inspires me a song to help them heal <sighs> yeah totally totally now with you know writing music with other people and all that stuff you got two other people here you got ryan and brian in the building that you make music <laughs> with you write songs with what is the process for you in terms of like sharing the songwriting process because that can be hard sometimes for people and like if a lot of these ideas I don't know if they come from you and then you bring them to the band or if everybody brings stuff to the table I don't know what the the method is here but let's dig into that just like teamwork like I'll like write the songs like I'll be usually sitting on the couch um like every night and just playing my guitar writing stuff and he's always like kind of like listening to what I'm coming up with and I'm always amazed like whenever I present it to him like he already has drum parts written like you know, from him sitting there listening to it and then like I'll present it to him too and he'll just um, kind of mess around with it and write his bass part. Like I'll like let them free roam, like have their own vision and build onto that. Totally. I think that there's a lot of important trust that goes into having a band and you bring people on board because you respect them as musicians. And if you're not willing to take their ideas like, what's the point of even having them? You know, it's 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 hard. Yeah, we'll still like it. We don't have to do it often at all. But like the song will be written out and like I'll have my part pre-written just because I listen to her whole writing process. Like I'm usually like on a couch across from her and listening uh -huh. to it, even if we're watching like Netflix or something like we we multitask a lot and um, we'll put it all together. We'll be down in the studio just playing it all and practicing and stuff and then as a group, we'll be like, okay, we should probably change this or we should probably change that. Or we just went from like four, four to three, four. And we want to keep it four, four to keep it simple for the studio and stuff like that. Sure. Like, or tempo changes. Like we'll change little things here and there. I mean, overall it's like the, the initial seed is planted by her and then we keep, we just grow it from there and mm -hmm. change things as we need to. I mean, it works out pretty well. I mean, we've, we've been doing it that way for 15 years. Yeah. Definitely have a <laughs> different way of coming up with all the music because we all live together. Okay. So we just constant. That's very from, convenient. From the point from the point where Jessica just writes one riff, we, we hear the song from the very beginning. So we kind of know it by the time Jessica is complete, like the, from start to finish with a song, we kind of already have an idea of like how how we're we're going to play our parts. Yeah, they even have their own. Um made up lyrics to go with it from what I whatever up, I say made up lyrics and made up song titles <laughs> yeah, every like, every song like I, I'll, I don't even know any of the real song titles like we have special names for them like there's like <laughs> I don't even know what song it is but they changed my lyrics to beautiful turkey and I was like yeah. beautiful turkey I was like <laughs> where did that even come from <laughs> that's just one example <laughs> uh, yeah so there's a really cool dynamic that I'm already picking up on uh that you don't see it with a lot of bands where it's like you're all actually like homies 
It at least it appears yeah. that way. I oh mean, yeah, fucking live together. You got no choice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen. Like you know, I've been doing this podcast for a very long time. I've talked to literally hundreds of bands, and some of them are really good friends. But also sometimes I could be in a room full of people, and it's like they haven't even seen each other in like two weeks. It's like when do you practice? Are you a band? Why are you on this podcast? <laughs> What's happening? Some of them straight up hate each other. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest ones out there, Slipknot. Those dudes hate each other besides Clown and Corey. They love each other, but the rest of them at this point, they're not, it's not the brotherhood it used to be. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, they've certainly gone through their ups and downs. And once you're like contractually obligated to create art for something bigger than yourself in order to maintain a financial stability for the people around you and your family and things like that, it gets a lot more complicated than just like, you know, playing fire halls with your best friends. Yeah. Which is like, it's like part of me is like thought about this, like as I've gotten older, which it seems a little silly, but like genuinely, like how famous should you want to be? Like, I feel like it would get to a point where it might get inconvenient. Like yeah. sometimes like we'll put out, like if we put out a music video or something and we start getting like comments on it, that's like great where people were commenting on the video. I get start to get stressed out when people were like, if it's too much attention, I don't know. I, it makes no sense because no, I'm a singer in a fucking band. No, but it's it like, makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. because it's like, you, it takes away, um, I guess, like, what you really do for, like, the like the enjoyment. It's just, like, more of a chore. I guess, like, you know, whenever we're growing up, it's like, playing with dishes, playing in the water, and then your parents are like, oh, you can start washing dishes. It's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, sure. And there's also, like, it's one thing, like, when, like, your friends and friends of friends like maybe they come out to see you play or hear like what you're doing they understand it because they kind of know who you are but like when strangers start to digest your art it means something different to them and they don't understand who you are and sometimes like what they think you are isn't what you are and now you have this pressure to be like am i going to be what you think i am in order to appease you or not that, and yeah. having to learn that, like, break that, um, it's a tough thing, like, mentality, having to break people's expectations. And that's, yeah. like, something that I do a lot of times. Like, I'm like, you know, that's their fault for expecting that from me. <laughs> and it's hard because, but, because like, a lot of times, like, I'll, I'll be upset because I'm like, oh, man, somebody wants me to draw this art piece for them. And I'm like... And they want me to do it at this time frame. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not that kind of a quickie artist, you know, I'm not really quick. And like, and I was like, I have to go through this thought process, like, you know, that, hey, that's their fault for expecting that out of me. And I, and I personally need to tell them no, like, so that is like a give and take, like you got to say no, but then you also have to think mentally, like if they're upset, that's yeah up to them. <laughs> totally. I mean, I, I, I'm somebody that's done a lot of like freelance graphic design work for people and I mean whatever you start doing it for your band and then you start doing it for other people right it's a wormhole and it's really easy for me to do stuff for myself because I only have my expectations but like other people like will come at me with this energy where it's just like can you design me a shirt and it's just like I don't have the mental space for this right now it's like well aren't you an artist isn't that what you do it's like yeah but like it's different when like somebody else's expectations are like put on you like that and then like with the band shit like yes i'm in a scary heavy metal band but we're not fucking scary people like we're you know i'm the scariest person in my band and i am far from being intimidating at all and uh but there's that pressure sometimes with some bands in the scene that maybe aren't necessarily into playing with us or wanting to be around us because we're like 
a bunch of goofballs. You know, like, oh, <laughs> they don't take it seriously. It's like, no, we take the music stuff very seriously, but also like fart jokes are funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you guys, you guys would, be, you guys would be our kind of people. Yeah, yeah probably. Which <laughs> we just like to have fun. So yeah, which goes back to like the surprising thing about like the fact that our bands had never really I crossed know. paths, right? No. But that's just how it goes. But let's talk a bit more about your band and being a part of the scene. So I don't know if like you actually consider Pittsburgh a home base or if this is a little bit outskirts for you. Like where is Demetis technically based out of? Is it a Pittsburgh band? Where you live? We Where's say, your house? We, we tell people Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, we say, we tell people Pittsburgh. But we live, yeah, uh, but we live about uh, 40 minutes outside okay. the city. Go, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So have you always been like just like a little bit outside of the city? We're then? originally from Missouri. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So this, the plot thickens. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Like we. An hour and a half from St. Louis. Yeah. That's ah, cool. That was the nearest city to play at. We were there multiple times a week. Yeah. It was like, I don't know, like we all just decided at one point, like that we were all going to pick up and move together, like to a location that would have more access to major cities like New York, you know, you got Columbus, uh-huh. Cleveland, Cleveland yeah. like so many more. Like when Eerie. you're in Missouri, like you're limited. Like we had St. Louis or we had Springfield or um, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Like and then, none of which are close to each other yeah, at they're, all. They're really Springfield's far. two hours from St. Louis and then Kansas City's another two or three hours from Springfield, the other and direction. Like, when we up and left at that time, um, our rock radio station of the state went out of business. So 100.1, the buzz went out. So it was like, everything was dying. Like the economy was really bad. Our rock scene died. Um, it was just like really- Venues were shutting down. Like it was, venues were shutting down. It was just hard for us to continue. Like, and we wanted it to like continue to do music. And plus yeah. Missouri's more of a country, um, hip hop state. So it was like, we didn't really fit there. So sure. we like picked up and moved out here. Yeah, we came, we came, we came out to Pittsburgh, checked out, uh, a couple shows decided you know this, this we'll just give it a shot here we 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 picked pittsburgh over wisconsin so yeah. when was that when did you come here um, i think we decided in right after mayhem 2010 because we came out here for jessica's birthday just to go to mayhem and pass out a thousand demos <laughs> and once we passed out a thousand demos and we only found one in the parking lot on the ground we were like like and that one was yeah. someone who was drunk that couldn't even walk straight that we handed it to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was back in the day when we even checked the garbage cans. They weren't in the garbage cans. And it was just like, uh, <laughs> we were like, oh, that's cool. People cared to hold on to it and like take it with them to like listen to it. So we we're like, mm, maybe this be a good area to like access like, you know, a music scene in. It was good. Like the where we're at, you know, like I can't imagine where we would have been there versus here like we've had so many opportunities met so many great people our band has grown since we moved out here like it's just it's awesome i know it's like was a good decision (laughs) that's good i'm glad that you know it worked out for all of you i'm glad you picked the city i'm glad you're having a good time here in the the pittsburgh area is what we'll call it (laughs) yes the pittsburgh ish area so you know but still with that being said like Obviously, you're having a good time here because you're still here and you're still playing shows and your band, uh, from an outsider perspective, seems to be pretty active. Like You do a lot of shit. So with all that being said, why? Why we still keep doing it? Is it something as simple as just, well, I'm having fun and we're making it work? Or is there like something else about it? 
It's because it's literally like what gives me like the highest high ever. Like I can't explain like whenever I'm actually like in the studio and when I create music videos, like I, I like feel it here. Like my heart's about to explode. Like I'm like the happiest I've ever been my entire life when I do it. Like, yeah, it's what I, I seriously love the most. Oh <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with that energy and then bringing that love out into like the music scene, like have you found it? to be like easy or difficult to make friends in like the local rock metal scene or a mix of both? Um, I think it's more of, I'm like, kind of like I keep to myself. Mm. So it's like, maybe it's like my bad for not like meeting other people. It's just like more of like, I just don't party. Like I'm not sure. a partier. Like I just enjoy creating art, like yeah. drawing and I create, enjoy creating music. So I kind of stick to myself and like never really, venture out into the real world. I got you. No, it's it's like the interesting uh dilemma of like again, me talking about like oh, I get fucking five text messages and I'm stressed out. Like it's like this weird introvert behavior that <laughs> allows me to tap into like all of this weird dark stuff that I like to create, but there's still like part of actually sharing it with people that requires some level of extroversion that I never quite figured out. <laughs> Yeah. But now I have this podcast and this is probably like the most extroverted thing I do. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things like some of the bands we get along with really well. Some of them we don't not get along with. I mean, there's not yeah. any bands that we don't get along with like at some some level. I'm here for the hot gossip. Come on. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's uh, there's some bands that we've gotten to be like closer friends with that we still like we've even gone fishing with. Like, yeah, you know stuff like that. Um, it's not always the same. You can kind of get the feel as to whether you're going to have that kind of relationship or not with them just by hanging out with them at shows. So, you know, some of them like to party and drink and all that kind of stuff, and that's not really gotcha. us. We yeah. we don't really. I mean, we don't drink. We don't really. A party to us is like literally setting up like a big old movie night up on the roof of our house and inviting some close friends over yeah. pizza. and carving pumpkins and eating pizza. Like that's gotcha. That's what we do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not nothing against like those particular people. It's just different interests and yeah, totally. It kind of makes it to where it's harder to hang out with them as opposed to some of the other ones that share the same interest. Sure, sure, sure. It's I think we're tapping into like the just the complexity outside of like music stuff or yeah, community the, stuff the people being themselves. an adult yeah. and trying to make friends as a fucking adult <laughs> yeah, adult. God, I thought it was bad when I was a kid adulting, <laughs> Woof. adulting sucks yeah <laughs> yeah. it's it's really really uh, yeah it's it's something but we're giant ass kids though like like yeah. literally like <laughs> we do what we can to like literally like not be adults like we ride our motorcycles <laughs> and like we we'll might even have we might even have a slip and slide in our backyard one day like you never know. Like we just like to be. Kids. She's saying that like a what if? No, we've done that. No, we've, like, we've, we've had a big slip and slide in the backyard yeah. for adults. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, kid, their neighbor like kids are looking at it. And we're like, no, nope, you're not welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our neighbors' kids were looking at us. We're like, <laughs> we like combined for for a little kid slip and slides are like going down our hill. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. No, I I think that's great. You know, uh, just again going back to just the power of like friendship and just seeing it in a band is a lot rarer than it should be and i'm like genuinely happy for all yeah. of you that you all have each other <laughs> yeah. it definitely, little band. It definitely so makes fun. it definitely makes it a lot better because when you enjoy what you're doing oh yeah 
not even it just makes it well sh- when, when you get to be around your your friends yeah, I mean, in, environment is everything, right? And it's like yeah. really hard to create or do anything productive in like a toxic environment or a negative environment. Like even if you're writing an angry song that maybe has a little bit of, you know, some grit to it, it still has to come from like a healthy place or else oh, yeah. it's just not going to fucking work. Oh, I've, yeah. We've I've, got some really, really heavy stuff that when we get done playing it, we usually like just bust up laughing like <laughs> or we have to stop playing it because we're laughing uh-huh like, like sometimes jessica will hit these ridiculously <laughs> ridiculous low notes and brian and i have to like kind of stop playing to look we're like was that her <laughs> like, did she bring a friend up or like what's going on <laughs> yeah i definitely vibe off energy like it's just like i can tell like when there's like tension or like or if everybody's happy so it's just like if if the room was tension like i'll shut down like oh, i'm like Okay, I'm gonna go work on something now. Like, like I just can't work in that environment. Like, I have yeah. to like have that laughter and and all that. Yeah, I'll be the first one to tell you. Like, life's too short, so I'm not gonna waste my time doing something I don't enjoy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck so, yeah. If I, mean, I didn't like it, I wouldn't be doing it. Hell yeah. I mean, we're already talking about dead people, so we know. <laughs> uh, none of us are getting any younger either. So there's yeah, definitely that. not. There's yeah. also fucking that. Now I'm curious about the you know the band dynamic of. Demetis seems to be very healthy and productive, but I imagine there is the potential for maybe, um, well, you all live together, so there's a lot of opportunity to work. Is there ever too much work? What is break time like? Or do you find yourselves just, do you have a healthy relationship with the access to work all the time or not work all the time? Am I wording this in a way that makes sense? No, I get what you're saying. I'm not the smartest person in the world. But it could be really easy sometimes. Like, you need to take a break, right? But when you all live together and you have, like, your studio and you're always working on stuff, like, I don't know, what's the... We definitely have, like, a really... We have a lot of other hobbies and things that we like to do outside the band that uh, we, we, we have to make time to do all that or else... If you just did one thing all the time, you know, you're, yeah. you're eventually going to be like, yeah, I'm t- you get burned out of doing it. So like, yeah, I would like feel like, um, I mean, it's like I have like a recording studio upstairs where I do a lot of my stuff and it's like really hard for me to not feel obligated to be in there all the time. Like I really beat myself up if I'm not. Aww. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I know that like, it's not productive. I'm like actually kind of somewhat creating a toxic environment for myself by telling <laughs> myself that I need to do stuff. We're our, we're our worst like devils. I swear like uh-huh. I can relate cuz like all like if I'm not doing what I I, can, I think I'm supposed to do like working on my music or my art like I'll and if I'm having fun like I'll like be like you need to go back and uh-huh. do this and I was like it's this is kind of bad. Could, <laughs> I can tell that you're like that based off the the look you had on your face when I was starting to ask that question. <laughs> like I resonate. I totally get it. One hundred percent. I'm the same way. I'm like I like push myself. Like I'm hard. Like I'll I'll just be like pumping out music and like art and then like I know the universe slows me down so so much. Like I have so much music already written. Like that. It's just like I can't wait to get it out there, but like things are like slowing down, and I know it's for a reason. Like for me to like actually go and enjoy life too, like because otherwise I'll just be like, you know, work myself, and that's not mm-hmm. what life is about. We're all supposed to have fun, you know, too. Yeah. But there's so much I have like ready in the gates, but I have to wait for everyone else to 
Yeah, like we even used to play shows, multiple shows every weekend throughout the week. And we we finally got to the point where we're like, man, this is just too much for us. So we we just kind of we're very selective on our shows now. We yeah, just kind of no, do one every once in a while. No, that's that's honestly huge. And it's a mistake that a lot of people make is just I don't know. It's hard because you need to play to get good. Um and playing out is way different than being in a practice space. It's always different. The energy's different. Sound system's the, the different. Sound system's different. Like you could practice every fucking day and then you could still go to a show and like, wow, all of a sudden we've been sounding great all week, but now it's just totally fucked. Right. <laughs> so playing shows in different environments is good. But I do think there is a threshold where it gets to a point where it's like we don't need to play every weekend, especially in like the same city or the same places we're always playing, because less and less people start coming out. Yep. Yeah, we yeah. were friends. You're, you're, you're right. Yeah, too <laughs> much of a good thing. I mean, like, there's even like my my favorite band in the world. If I don't want to see them every month, it makes it less special. <laughs> yeah, you know. So that's high. That's I mean, we live. We call Pittsburgh our home base, but we 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 play here probably only a couple times a year. Yeah, we play in Ohio a lot. I mean, wherever I mean, play all over the place. Yeah, we play all it's over. It's weird. Like we live, we have access to Pittsburgh, and we have access to venues and the promoters and stuff like that to be able to play in Pittsburgh all the time and Pittsburgh shows might only account for like 10% of our overall shows. Sure. Yeah. Cause like, like you said, we want to keep it special. I also yeah. like started like realizing that I want to do quality control too. Like it's mm -hmm. like a lot of the venues that, that I was like, okay, you know, if you're gonna have bands play, at least kind of like you have to have a better PA system. Cause it's like, you want your fans to hear you at your best. And like, whenever like, the PA system won't allow you to do that because it's just like it's just oh yeah it's, it's not I'm a good sound I, yeah I'm a big sound guy too so like like if, if you're not gonna have a good sound so we're, we're well, we can't hear each other yeah no it's so there's there's so many layers to this and I go out of my way to be rude to people about it because like it needs to be said where it's just like you're having a show you're you need to create a comfortable environment. Again, that fucking word's the word of the podcast <laughs> environment. Create a comfortable environment for the patrons of this club. And it's it's like that's all about like make it look cool, make it sound good. Have it just like it's a rock show. It needs to be loud and big yeah. and over the top. Nobody wants to see like sure, like basement shows are cute and that whole DIY thing is fine, but maybe we can relate to this where it's like, I like shows with production. I want things to look and sound a certain way. And like, I would rather not play a show than play a show. That's going to be shit. Yeah. Yep. Like, I agree. I agree. 100%. Just for like me and all of our friends to have something to do. It's like, we can do this without needing to drag our gear a half hour well, away. We can do it in our yeah. basement. Just, yeah. Just invite people over. <laughs> we say it all the time. And it's like, fuck <laughs> it. Like, I don't even care. I don't need to play the same songs for my friends that have seen these fucking things a half dozen times. My ego is well in check. It's fine. Let's just <laughs> hang out. It's you know? true. I like we fire up the grill. Yeah. Crack a cold one. Let's have fun. Slip and slide. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just chill. It's good to hear you say that because, like, you know, I felt like an asshole saying that for so long. So it's nice to hear somebody else who's in a band and get and like says the same thing because it's like, you know, I'll be like, well, am I being an asshole for thinking that, that way? But it's just like, no, I want my fans to hear me at my best because it's like, or even people who've never heard me before, it's like they're going to walk away and like, 
like yeah that mic was crackling that's and she and it's like really quiet and she sounds like this it's like Ooh. well that's the problem right because the majority of the people that don't know you like when you're trying to make new fans by playing shows which is really that's it we shouldn't be playing shows for our friends fuck our friends i'm glad <laughs> you're coming out but i'm, I'm <laughs> fucking tired of seeing you i want to see some new people right i'm, jo I'm joking at all. but um those people that come out if the levels are off they're not like oh this room isn't acoustically treated properly so that's why it sounded bad it's like no the band sounded bad so the band is bad yeah that's what the walk. I mean, and bands and bands are allowed to have an off night, also. So, oh, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Objectively, no music is good. But like, it's, it's all yeah. bad. It's, yeah. it's all bad. <laughs> but it's like what sucks is like a lot of times because it's like my screaming vocals are more loud and powerful, and my singing vocals are more quiet. It's like a lot of times the PA system, like oh, sure. nobody, nobody will hear me singing. Yeah, you gotta. Stuff. Yeah, and so people will be like, I didn't hear you singing. You gotta play. You gotta play in a room with a sound tech that understands how to do live vocal compression. Yeah, we used to. Well, use then you have a grumpy sound guy that sits there and tries to adjust <laughs> as you're playing, and then it all sounds like. Crap. Don't even get me started with sound guys. Like <laughs> I, we can have a whole segment on me and sound guys. Sure, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's hard. You know, the funny thing is, is I've found over time in terms of sound people where it's like. Usually, they're all good at their job. They're mm -hmm. just exhausted. And if like they get any bad energy from you, they're not going to give a shit. So it's always just kind of like going out of my way to at least be kind to the sound tech. Oh, I'm always trying to be yeah. nice to and, uh, some Most of the time, it will work in our favor. But there's a few that still stand out in my memory of like, wow, you are one of the most miserable people I've ever met. Yes. I'm glad it's like that with you, too. It blows my mind. Yeah. It's like. I know you're not making that much money and granted, I mean, you know, work's hard to come by, but if you're this miserable, I don't know if it's worth the 200 bucks or whatever you're getting to run sound tonight. Like it's mm -hmm. probably not. And I always say like, cause I'm like super, I'm nice to everybody. And I'm like, I'm like extra nice to the sound guy. And then even afterwards, even if he's a fucking dick, like I'm still like, Oh, thank you so much for running sound. But like, man, like it, I go home thinking like, you're that miserable doing it. Like, why are you doing this? Like go home and I don't know, find a different job because it's some, like it rubs yeah. off on you in fact it actually helps me better because like whenever he's grumpy and he makes me mad then i just scream harder like you know i channel sure. that energy to like channel lower but it's it's upsetting though yeah well it sucks when you have that dynamic where it's like there's people that want to see you play but you're in a fucked mood because of the sound tech and like the music doesn't the room sounds bad because of this person <laughs> it's a fucking dick and it's not your fault, but <laughs> yeah. you have to like still be like an entertainer and like, <laughs> I don't know, like maybe not with the kind of music you do, like be smiling, but you know, yeah. <laughs> have some sort of a positive, fun attitude which, for the people. Yeah. Which I always get like, I, I don't want to use the word mad, but I'm, I, I get frustrated with sound guys usually. And then after we start playing, I just forget about it and then just have, start having fun. And well, then, you know, if anything, that's the benefit to playing a lot of shitty shows is that you do kind of get weathered and you understand like well hey you know these monitors aren't going to work tonight i remember what this is like so yep. just so, gotta make sure i don't move around too much or step in front of you just gotta kind of sometimes, adjust sometimes i gotta go over and stand right in front of her amp so i could hear yeah sure and, then, and i uh yeah keep going i say uh, we even use in-ears and just asking some of them to like hook up our in-ears it's just like it's like you know, uh, I'm, not, I'm not asking for much it's we just, used to fucking just a couple cables we <laughs> So there was a time in uh, Greywalker when we were fucking our guitar players. They had a four twelves and then two two twelves, right? So they would take the two the two two twelves and put them under the four twelves, but they would wire it so 
the opposite guitars were in the 212 so that's they could cool. always hear each other that's awesome <laughs> like their own personal uh, monitors yeah that's basically what that's basically what they were doing <laughs> and then um i mean now we're at a point where we're not playing like shit rooms anymore so we don't it's been a long time since we've had to do it but there was a while where it's like well we want to play and uh maybe that's something i've got to consider like we, we have like some out of town shows that we're doing and i have no idea what these rooms are going to be like so it's like are we going to do this again i don't know maybe we should better safe than sorry i would prepare. yeah i would say 80 percent of our shows i don't even i don't even bring out my bass amp no more i just do direct okay to the house sound i mean because i was like I don't even really need it. I mean, that's that's a that's a bold move depending on the venue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you're playing a good room. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just a bass player, anyways. But <laughs> yeah, always says that. I, like I always, um, he like whenever for three he can't, piece though, it's important. Whenever you can't like hear me, like he he says he always goes off of like my arm flexing, like the strums and stuff. So oh, he, interesting. Like, knows, so he knows like where. Yeah, I'm usually, at. I can't see like the front of her, but I can see her elbow. I can see the the tendons, the muscles flexing, and I usually just go based <laughs> off of that because sometimes I won't hear any guitar at all. Mm. Depending on where we're at and how the sound is, sometimes I don't hear crap, so I go based off experience. of what I can see. How long we've been playing together? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's that's wild. Like, so it's a very long time to be in a band together. A very long time to be friends with anybody. It's awesome that you've made it through. I'm sure there's a lot of bands that you've played with over the years that. Have come and gone and, oh, yeah. and uh, venues. We've outlived. Ve yeah. <laughs> we outlived so many. I swear, uh -huh. every month we're hearing about a band that we played with, you know, years ago, multiple shows with, or whatever. All of a sudden, aren't a band anymore, and we're like, oh man, getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also makes me feel good though that we're like still like I was like wow like we're still here to this day like you know twenty twenty two you know like we're still pushing through like as lag because i can see people crumble apart so i'm just yeah <laughs> well you know it's definitely not easy to keep doing all of this stuff um and a lot of times people have lives that really just don't allow them do it, it to do it in a convenient way anymore you know what i mean i'm fucking almost 40 years old single no kids or anything like that i have a decent enough job that will allow me to buy fucking equipment that i don't need so i could just keep doing this for the foreseeable future no distractions mm. but a lot of other people like they do and i don't mean to say that in a bad way but there are people that have kids and they're married and all this stuff and that's tight they're happy but it makes it really hard to like keep being in a band with people also you all living together makes it a lot easier too try to imagine getting like four or five 40 year olds together once a week <laughs> to play metal woof <laughs> yeah i can imagine but yeah like luckily we've been best friends like i've known him since high school like we were like in marching band and jazz band together and um yeah like we were just i don't know we started there and we've been friends ever since so like we're all like literally it's actually how they ended up finding me again like because the i'm not i'm not the original drummer there was another drummer that i was friends with i used to skateboard with and um I was still going after graduation. I was still going to the um, Friday night football games to watch the marching band. And I was there one of the nights and ran into Jess at one of the, at one of those shows. And that's when she had told me about the band and you know, yeah. looking for a drummer and stuff. And then she lived in St. Louis at the time. Well, they both lived in St. Louis. So for a while there, they were driving back 
our way, which wasn't too big of a deal because her parents still lived in, in the area. I think yours did too. And your parents still live in the Waynesville area? Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But they were driving back, back and forth to St. Louis an hour and a half. And we were just kind of like practicing. It was like an audition thing, practicing. We just did it, I guess, in our bedroom. <laughs> I had like eight drum sets just stacked up around my room and yeah. one monster drum set. And I used to just still played, but not, you know, not in a band or anything. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even play metal. I never played metal. I never touched a double bass pedal at the time. I was just a guitarist too at the time. Like I didn't do vocals for the longest time. Like, so it was like, it was more than us three at one time. And it's like, we've gone through so many different vocalists and, never and guitarists. guitarists. And it was just like, eventually like they were like, why don't you do it, Jess? Like you can scream. And I was like, mm-hmm. we're talking <laughs> some, we had some very talented vocalists. Yeah. And I mean, they were excellent. If the problem was the dedication, like one of them just couldn't like bring himself to just go to practice and do all this stuff. And then the other one, the problem with him was he didn't want to play the shows to play the shows. He wanted to play the shows to party and okay. party afterwards. And he'd party sure. too hard. And, you know, yeah, was- we ended up having a show with uh, Bleed the Sky, who we're still friends with. We still talk to them. They follow us. We follow them on different social medias and stuff. And, um, they, uh, we played a show with them and we showed up to his house to pick him up and he knew about the show and we could hear him walking around in the house and we saw blinds like closing and stuff and he wouldn't answer the door. We're like, we gotta fucking go. Weird. We hopped in the band and we went and we played. It, it was, it was embarrassing it at was. the time. Yeah. It was embarrassing at the time, but we just played instrumental with bleed the sky. Bleed the sky is like made up of a ton of different bands. I mean, they got a, a member from like Evanescence and their drummer, was in Chimera and uh, Devil Driver, yeah, and stuff like that. But he's still the drummer for Devil Driver, and uh, it was it was interesting that you know we played that embarrassing show <laughs> and then kind of became friends with it. We kind of sort of stayed in contact throughout the years because then we played with Chimera and Austin yeah. was in Chimera, and uh, yeah, we've I don't know. It turned out to be a good thing because that that right Always then and there was when we decided like yeah, oh we're not dealing with any other vocalists or like Jess was like I'm, I'm just doing it I'm doing it I've been in not dealing with it a lot of I've been in positions with bandmates who are like that over the years and the thing that makes it the hardest is like when they're like people that are your friends and all of a sudden it's like I get like okay we're in this band to just hang out and fucking do whatever but then like there's a threshold where you pass where it's like oh we got to start being a little bit more professional about things because like yeah we're homies but also like I, I could spend 50 hours of my week doing something else if you're going to fuck me off, you know? And it's hard to, like, tell a friend that, like, you're being an asshole, even if they are being an asshole. It's the, I don't know, maybe I'm just too nice of a fucking person. It's, but, like, I just, I don't know. I guess I learned in retrospect, I learned about a lot of things and learned how to, like, deal with people as a result of that. But in the, at the time, it was like, I had a fucking band with... uh a couple people and one of which is in gray walker with me now but at the time it was just like there's a couple dudes in that band that just like could not fucking get it together and eventually it just fucking fell apart and it's like that's like you know for like three years it just dragged for no reason and it didn't have to i mean i could have spent that three years doing something else probably but it yeah. all worked out there was this one guy who was our vocalist i don't even remember his name it doesn't even matter because i don't really want to say his name but um he was our vocalist and he he and I would get into it all the time. Like he would like, why don't you drink? I'm like, 
because I don't want to. That's a weird question. Like, I don't want to. Like, he would hound me all the fucking time. Like, he was like, why don't you drink? And he just wouldn't let it go. And And he couldn't accept the fact that we didn't drink or do drugs or anything like that. Yeah, he he just got on to me all the time. And then, like, when we played the one show with him, he was late. And then it was embarrassing. He, like, walked. And it was, like, just didn't even, like, crawl, like, to, I don't so know, he showed like, up wearing he He's showed like, up wearing full blown corpse paint. Mind you, we're not <laughs> <laughs> we're not a black we're, metal band. Yeah, we're not black metal, and we were just metal. He shows up wearing full blown corpse paint. We're playing this like random bar show at the lake. At this, it was a pretty popular bar, and. He's like crawling on the ground and like <laughs> draping his hair over the drum set and like making all these like creepy gestures was, and stuff like that. We're like, at like what point? <laughs> yes. My drum set still, I swear it still has hair in it to this day. It like, at what point did, did he find that to, to blend well? It was, it was interesting. And not just, saying he wasn't talented. He, he was good. Like, he was good. He would have oh, been great. Really he would have been great for, you know, black metal band. It was just he tried turning a metal, but he knew what we were. It's not like he showed up to a show and it was uh-huh. his first time being a vocalist. He knew what our music was, and he shows up full blown cradle of Phil. Like just pers- <laughs> his personality and all, we just didn't mash. So that didn't last very long. It lasted one show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that was the only show. Yeah, yeah. That, that was it. That like, was it. Just, Gnarly. Yeah. I don't think. Did we even <laughs> kick him out, or did he just? Oh. Did he quit? Like. Uh, like, all right. I'm glad cool. I'm glad the feelings <laughs> are mutual. The feelings mutual. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for your time. We had another one that sounded just like Trevor from the Black Dolly. Oh, yeah. Like he was. I mean, we practiced with him a lot, and you know, he was pretty dedicated. He seemed like the real deal. We're all excited. We're like, man. This is yeah. He's the one Songs. that just wouldn't show up. And then, like, yeah, and then he just came to a show. He just was just like, oh, that's like, a bummer. Like live, yeah. He'd only play in front of us. That's it. I mean, yeah. that was the only time he's ever like actually like tried Interesting. to do vocals outside his bedroom. He said was playing with us, and then we, we couldn't do it. We did band photos and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we did. Oh, we still have them. I just stumbled across them that a couple of weeks ago. I was like, that. <laughs> that dude. We did do that. That's hilarious. <laughs> he was so good too. Oh yeah. yeah. Like we were excited, and then it just never happened. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> happy with the way things turned out that's yeah. yeah that's really funny you've definitely been through it in in some ways it's fun to like yeah that's why it's uh, only three of us now like we just <laughs> we just got tired of it like we did what was it, four was yeah, it four it was four, four vocalists vocalist. like we were like after the fourth one we're like and especially the bleed the sky show just because like we loved bleed the sky mm-hmm. at the time i was looking forward to it like, they're a fantastic awesome. band they're extremely talented and you know played their album a ton mm-hmm. oh we got scammed at that show too oh yeah that oh we got scammed was so it, was much it that show or the other show no I don't know, it was that way. show that show was supposed to be the six headbangers ball oh they ran off for 600 600 of our dollars and like like the show i don't know yeah we showed up we gave the the promoter the ticket money and we don't see him again and then we start loading in and then the venue's asking us for the ticket money and we're like even to the promoter and then they're like what this dude we're like yeah and they're like they basically just told us that we just got screwed and what he took off and yeah yeah so we get not only not only did we get screwed out of a a ton of money but we also didn't have a vocalist and we're playing this relatively big show i mean bleed the sky was pretty pretty darn big at the time they're touring it was a jägermeister tour yeah it was currently jägermeister tour we were playing one of those legs 
And uh, yeah, or that was the it. venue was it? Yeah, we played a lot of shows at that venue, and they they were cool. For we actually just played there again just a couple of years ago. Before 2019, COVID. right was, before COVID, it we, was nice to go back. We did a tour. Yeah, and like see like our original stomping. Grounds. I, I want to go back there again just because it's a whole new. They bought the building next door, and made a one big giant venue. Yeah. Now, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, it was tiny, but it's now a legit it's venue. It's really cool. I mean, it's called Foo Bar, so like oh, that's what it used to be called. Now it's called Red Flag. Kind of sucks. It's always been known as Foo Bar. Yeah, the name. <laughs> it's the same people. It's not like it got bought out or anything. Yeah, so that that makes it even more of a bummer because now it's not Foo Bar. Their logo was always like that red flag. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, it works. I, I'll go back. I like them. Definitely love to. Just just to go back there and play there. Now seeing the transitions, you know, like uh-huh. <laughs> kind of like us, we went through transitions, and now like look at us. So. Yeah, no, I, I think that you've found a very healthy space to like continue to create, and it just seems like it makes sense to just operate as a three piece, you know. <laughs> uh, with all of this modern technology, you really don't need people in your band anymore. <laughs> That's yeah, true. It's it's true. Space if of you guys quit, I'm, I'm replacing you with a space bar. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, watch, I can be on stage with two did space you, bars. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing all kinds of buttons. And it's a big fun of it. But I mean, we've played with bands. It was yeah. a one-person band that they were that good with the technology and stuff that it sounded like a full-blown band. And all they had was a mic and a guitar and then a space bar. Yeah. Or I mean, it was more Laptop. space bar, but still, uh-huh. <laughs> still crazy. And they were they were impressive. They were good, you know. Nothing, nothing again, nothing against it at all. It was just it was crazy seeing how, you know, technology can replace pretty much anything. Yeah, I think that there is definitely a fun space to like see all sorts of different music performed in all sorts of different ways. I just like all I really want if I see somebody on stage is I just want to believe that they give a fuck about yeah. being on that stage. <laughs> yes. Whether they're in a bad mood or not, <laughs> I just need to believe that they are enjoying like, themselves. Yeah. Are they enjoying it's playing like it as much I as guess. I'm enjoying listening to it? <laughs> they, yeah, that, yeah, that's another thing about us too. Like, like what porn? No, <laughs> uh, that's the last thing he said. Yeah. I was just saying, like, no, like if there's you know 500, five people, you're gonna get the same exact show out of us. So, like, we're just gonna give it 100. percent we're going to do our best every every show, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, I think like throughout the years, um, I've had the opportunity to play some really awesome rooms in front of a lot of people. And those are cool opportunities. But like my favorite shows always seem to be the smaller ones. Like I can actually like remember people that were at those shows and remember like seeing fun crowd reactions. Sometimes it just gets so big that like you feel really small which goes back to that whole thing of like how like successful would i ever want to be where it would still be comfortable there's like a weird sweet spot but like i don't yeah because if you play all the time then you don't have time to enjoy like the things you do outside your music because that's all you're doing is music sure like us we you know if we were playing all the time or on the road all the time we couldn't be enjoying the the rest of things like, like i was saying earlier we have a lot we have a ton of hobbies we're always doing something. Yeah, we're always like we like to camp, you know, garden, motorcycle ride, you know, just fish, you know, all kind of. I mean, that's just a small little portion of the things we do. So we were just playing music the whole time, nonstop, touring, going up, playing shows, like 
uh, life, I'd feel like I'm missing a big part of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it's a real easy uh, conundrum as an artist sometimes to kind of overlook that maybe. I mean, I I feel like, you know, <laughs> birds of a feather here with, with, with me and you where it's like, I think it's really easy to always want more and to want to do bigger and better things. But sometimes it's, you unfortunately overlook the awesome things that you have and you don't take the time to appreciate it because you're always looking for more. And it's yeah. like, wow, this, what am I doing? Back. I should just be happy. I mean, we played some pretty big shows where we're like, yeah, man, we could do this the rest of our life. Be like the bigger bands and they're just like happy. Like sure. Back, not, backstage and everything. You know? Yeah, sure. It's a, a grass. Some of those bigger bands that we're playing with just seem unhappy. Yeah, it's a grass <laughs> is greener sort of thing, you know. That's when yeah. we realize, you know, we're like, you know, life is pretty good right where it's at. I get the best of both worlds. I get to do like my music and then I get to do like all of my other hobbies and it's just like, because I guess that would suck to live on a tour bus constantly. Like, guess we'd have plants on our tour bus. Yeah, I would definitely have a garden. The whole roof, the whole roof of the tour bus would be a garden. <laughs> she loves the garden, so. Uh, the whole place would have plants everywhere. <laughs> uh, I would find a way to make that happen. But yeah, like I just, I would want to live my life too and a lot of people miss out. I mean, I'm missing out on a lot of things back at home too. So it's like, you know, I can relate to them. It's just like all these people are always on tours. Like they're, you know, missing out on their parents' birthdays or their sister's birthdays or their nephews. You know, like I'm like so far away and I picked up and I chose to move so far away from my family to try to live my dream. And I miss out on all that. So like I'm just still, I guess, lucky to get to live on both sides where it's just like I do get time off and I could drive home, but it's like it's far, so I can't make all of it, you know. Yeah. And I've missed out on so much of my nephews and my nieces' stuff, so I'm just like the Why bad side sucks. of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, there is like, you know, the sacrifice and compromise and all that sort of stuff that goes into it. And I think that's again why going back to bands that have quit or people that have decided to stop showing up and all that it's like i don't know you got to ask yourself a lot of hard questions sometimes even if it's for something as silly as like do i want to just chase my selfish little dream and continue <laughs> to do this but if you if you really want to you will do it you'll find a way to make it happen all right, even, but, if, even if you don't make any money at the shows you're, you're still going to keep going if you really really love it i mean we deny more shows than we play i mean because we can just like yeah this one's not gonna be worth the time you can usually tell. I mean, you guys have been doing it long oh, enough yeah. too. You can tell if it's gonna be a good show or not. I mean, I hate to sound like sure. that, but I mean, well, no, it's like, like it's, we were asked to play a Brandy's in, which is an Irwin, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like Irwin. We're like, well, yeah. As soon as we found out the show is at Brandy's, we're like, yeah. I love yeah, we'll go. There. The sounds is the sound guy's amazing. Yeah. Who was he? The sound Z- guy. Zayo sound guys. Zayo yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's yeah. still there, but he was there that night that I played there, and it's just like. We normally don't like to like, like play bars. Either. It's just like really nice. Like downstairs, is like people. Got to be packed. For you. Yeah, I mean, we got to vibe with the people. I mean, if, if they got to have good attitude and want to be, I mean, excited for the show because we are. So, if, like, if we show up and everyone's just like, "Oh, well, who are you?" and like they're all, you know, you just tell they don't want to be there. Then I'm, I don't want to be there. And totally. Then, like, I just want to pack it up for the home. right reason is yeah. a big part because a lot of venues are just obviously it's a business. So you want to be profitable. So we get that. But a lot of venues that you can tell that you're just a dollar sign to them. Sure. And they want you to get those ticket sales and they want that money. And that's all they care uh-huh. about. They give a crap less if they make you sound good. They give a crap less about any of that. 
Then you have some venues where they you can tell that they really appreciate the music and really appreciate the artist, like Brandy's. I mean, Brandy's like I don't want to say anything that would get them in trouble, but no, they're <laughs> some guy who cares about the music and yeah. stuff. Like he's like literally he'll try to he'll do whatever he can still to this day, you know, like he'll, make it happen. He'll do whatever what. he can. I mean, he's got big bands coming through there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, and Halloween with, with green jelly. Yeah, or which we know now green jello or something else. They change the name. Jello, that's jelly now. Okay, okay. yeah. yeah. So it was, was green jello, but you know, <laughs> yeah. So and you know, and even without knowing that it was going to be with them, we were like, we were like, yeah, we'll play. You know, it's Brandy's. Like they're awesome. They they're all about the music. I mean, they they even what would the shirt say? He oh. gave us shirts. Live music that, matters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was just. It said, said it straight on the chest, live music matters. The, the guy that owns it. And and that's a restaurant and everything. Like they got a full blown Italian restaurant upstairs. The owner, very the owner good. comes up every time we play and he's just down there. Not not just us, but like just anytime he has bands there, he's always down there watching the bands. Yeah. At the back of the room, just all just listening to all the bands, which is which is pretty cool to me. And Mike at Nicholas Axe. Oh yeah, we love playing at this place in Ohio. Like he still cares about like bands and he's like this bar in fair it's not fair point it's close enough. Paris, Clearsville, yeah, St. Clairsville. but it's just like it's this bar and he like literally does it just for the like he helps other band just for the music and yeah just, and he'll I he'll, love people like he'll that. come down he's the owner he doesn't even have to be in there he comes down and he watches the bands and he books the bands he treats them really well he doesn't force them to sell tickets and do all this other stuff he takes care of all that he gives the bands like part of the bar tabs, like whatever the profits are. So nights that he has shows, he's really not making profit after paying all of his bartenders and keeping the lights on, you know, yeah. all that other stuff. All of his profit money well, goes to the bands. The funny thing is, is I guarantee you he's probably still making money. Oh, yeah. It's just that the amount of money that places like that make is staggering. And the amount that they give to artists is very 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 much nothing oh yeah um yeah it's just like from operating behind the scenes and seeing some fucking sheets from shows that have happened mm-hmm. that i've worked woof times, there's, times, woof. there's times where we like would play a show even here in pittsburgh you know like the room would be packed you know and we're like like say like for instance we play with a show that uh with OTEP uh, at the altar bar. The music promoter just gives us 60 bucks. We're like, wow. We sold a lot of tickets. We had a lot <laughs> of people like, wow. there. That's it. And we played, our our crowd was bigger than OTEP. I mean, crowd. not that we're in it for the money. I mean, it's, it definitely helps out a ton. There's just a lot yeah, of work. we'd like to be able to have the money to put back into the music. I mean, yeah. we don't we don't take any of the money that we make at these shows. We don't take them like, oh, here's yeah. your... We yeah, we use it. We put it all back into the band 100%. Mm-hmm. None of the three videos. of us ever see it until it's like, yeah. oh, we're going to go to the studio. Merch. And then, oh, we can use that for the studio. Yeah. Or we can use that for a music video or merch or whatever. We may see it like in like, oh, like we got a shirt design and one one for ourselves. That's it. Like, we're like, oh, that's oh, where we I'll see the money. Our, like, our, <laughs> our, oh, that's a new guitar pick. I don't have one of those yeah, yet. I want like, one. Our one more far away. We'll stop and dinner. And oh, yeah. Dinner. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> did. Yeah. We did treat ourselves to the Thanksgiving feast at Cracker Barrel yes. at the end of a tour <laughs> after eating chili Frito pie for like four days. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Like, we'll bring like a small little grill, either charcoal or propane, usually when we're on the road, and we'll just, we'll go. 
I'd eat fresh food instead of just eating garbage the whole time. Yeah. Yep. We shared. It's not good for any of us to eat we've, that, like when we're all in the band together. Oh yeah. <laughs> we shared. Uh, <laughs> we shared like brats with like, I don't know, El Nino. Mm-hmm. Like we played with El Nino up in Cleveland and stuff, and orgy we're like hey <laughs> a friend of ours lives up near cleveland it ed anytime we're playing in ohio he's there he's awesome but he shows up he brings tons of meat and stuff to grill and <laughs> he, he did, we have him hanging out grill. backstage like with all the tour buses and stuff like that and he doesn't know who any of these people are like he let some of the stuff he listens to is way beyond heavy than you know like stuff that, that he comes to our shows for they tend to be softer than what he actually listens sure. to so he won't know who any of these guys are. And they're some of the biggest like names in, in metal history that are walking around. They're like, hey, you want a hot dog? <laughs> and then they're like, sure. And they come over and then Jessica's, Jessica's just like, because <laughs> like, there's the one guy from, uh, what was that band? I can't remember. You had like, a, you had like their, their patch sewn onto like your hoodie or something like that. What um, about Jay Gordon? Uh, no, no, not Jay wasn't Gordon Wasn't soil work? Lord. Yeah, we played with Soil Work. We played with a lot of bands I don't there. Know. But yeah, there was a band. There, the guitarist, like she had like had been listening to him for years, even his prior bands and stuff. Yeah. And then like, here's Ed. Hey, you want a hot dog? And then he comes, <laughs> he comes and walks over, and Jess is just like, <laughs> we're standing there hanging out with like one of her like yeah, sure. you know high school idols. Yeah, <laughs> the funny. Thanks, thing, Ed. <laughs> the funny thing is, it's like they're all people, and a lot of a lot of time, like how I talk about like, oh, I hate when I get like too many messages or something like that. I think that those people kind of hate the whole like, oh, like you're so-and-so and blah, 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 blah. Just somebody just casually being like, hey, want a hot dog? It might be nice just to be like, okay, like <laughs> this sure. person's not asking for like a fucking autograph or to take a picture or anything yeah. like that. It's just like you get to be normal again for like, <laughs> you know, a brief moment. What's more normal than just having a hot dog from a stranger get, right? yeah, get a hot dog off a little <laughs> mini uh-huh. grill uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it, like the crazy part about that too is that like we're not like a super like huge band but like say like when we go to concerts Jess and I will go to a concert and people will recognize us at the show. yeah we go to the same concerts that like we would be playing at and those people will go to too and they see us and then they see us in the crowd and they, and they come up to us take pictures with us we're, yeah. And then, then once that one person, then everybody starts to do it. Everyone's like, "Who, who, who is that?" Because they notice that you're getting a picture taken uh-huh. or auto, you're just then an autograph. Then everyone's like, "We even well, got they've got to be famous." It's yeah. Like, then we even got no, escorted to our seats them. one time. And it was funny because like it like didn't click in my head like why these people wanted to take a picture with me. Like I wasn't in that like oh I play in a band mindset. Like they were like, "Can we take a picture with you?" And I was just like. In my head, I was like sitting there with why? ice cream in her yeah, hand. I was sitting there eating ice cream. I was just like, "Why?" And then I was like. Oh, like, and like, <laughs> I was like, duh. <laughs> yeah, we were sitting there enjoying ourselves. And it was just like, the, and the, it was cool hearing them say, like, you know, as they were walking away, like, I knew it was her. Like, <laughs> so I was just like, oh man, like, I just felt dumb because I was just like, I don't think of that mindset, like, oh, I play in a band, like, and I'm like, yeah, especially because you, know? you, you almost feel like you've humbled and like shrunk down when you go to a show like that because that was at Keep. Yeah, it was Star Lake, whatever they call yeah. it now. That's where it was because we've only played one show there ever. Um, but people there at a really big show were recognizing our band. It, so. just, it just didn't click. Like I was just like, kind of like, why? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't click. This is something expect, so much you know? bigger yeah, than you. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I've been like, 
I've been at like sheets and someone's making my sandwich like Grey Walker. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. yeah. Heck yeah. Extra pickles, dude. <laughs> it, is, it is cool, isn't it? No, it's great. It's yeah. cool. It's just nice to know that like there are like real people that live normal lives that are still coming out and like doing this thing. It's like, again, a lot of people will poo poo like nobody comes out to shows and things like that. It's like, no, they may not come out to your shows, but people do go out to shows. Mm-hmm. You just got to play good shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. Thing, you yeah, gotta be- yeah. It's easier to get those people when it's like your show and you're putting it on and you can do the advertising and stuff like you gotta, that. You got to work hard to get yourself on that level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's it's we didn't realize that for the longest time, too. That's why we were playing every show we could get. But then one day we're like, you know, all these like little shows are killing us. And yeah, we're playing these tiny shows yeah. and like back rooms of bars in a t- town that we've never played in before. And, it, you know, doing that three times a week. Like we were, yeah, I mean, we were playing a lot of shows. That's when we were, yeah, this one we, day we were, It was ridiculous. Yeah, just like that, that's what I was saying earlier. Like one day we, uh, we were just like, you know, we're, we're done with all these little shows. Mm-hmm. We got to start putting ourselves. Less is more. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And ever since we've done that, I mean, it's paid off for us. I mean, we've, we have a better turnout. I mean, we're putting out better shows. Everything's just been working out. Better. Yeah, I have noticed the turnout has been a lot, a lot higher now when we do do shows as prior to when we were doing shows all the time. So people are going to be like, okay, well, I haven't seen this band in a while. And then also, if you combine that with a place that people actually enjoy being in, that helps too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even think we played one show yet this year. I think. Haven't we? I feel like we have. Maybe we haven't. I don't know. We've been focusing on music videos and recording and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's our tunnel vision right now. That's fine. We have like... We have like you five music videos planned and yeah, we just the writing process. Shows all it. You really don't. Yeah. They have no, a music the video about I, to drop. Yeah, there's a music video that comes out August 5th. Oh, cool. And with our new single. And it is the rock song. And like for my fans, like there is going to be the heavy one that's going to come next. <laughs> like that's I don't want up. them to think that like, oh, this is like my future, but they should know yep. like. You'll you never know, have one is, without the other. Yeah, there's always going like, to be. For every like, soft song we have, we have a heavy song. Because it's just like the new album, which will come out whenever it comes out. Like, honestly, like I put so much pressures on like, you know, you see how everyone else is doing it. Like everyone makes it seem so easy. Like I'm dropping this album and this album and everything like seems to work out for them. It's just like I said, you know, like sometimes the universe like holds back. It's just like you run into things. And like I, whenever my music comes out, it's just going to come out. Like, so Mm -hmm. it's just like, I no longer put timelines or anything. I mean, I do now because like, the singles was out. I had everything. So I was able to put the date like this is when it drops because I had everything in my hands. But it's mm-hmm. like coming out with a new album. I don't know when all the music is going to get released. I'm just going to keep dropping, you know, yeah, you, this song, this song. You have to take your time. You're only one person as a unit. You're only three people. And most of these people that it's easy to compare ourselves to have like teams of people working behind them. And even then it's like, the, st- the thing that you're seeing that they released today and the thing that they're going to release next week, that's stuff that they could have been working on for two years. You never see the yeah. behind the scenes process. Yeah. I think everybody struggles in their own way. It's just the struggle isn't publicized, right? So, yeah. And another thing, I have to remind myself too, there's a lot of stuff that is out of our control. Like once we <laughs> record the music and it's into the studio's hands, I mean, once we're done recording, it's out of our hands until... All we could do is just like, if, if 
it's not moving quick enough, which we don't do, but I'm saying we can message him like, hey, you know, how's this going? But still, he could just be like, good, and, you know, never, never work on it. But just a lot of stuff happens that's, like, out of our control. Like, last year, like, everything just kept happening. Like, it was just, like, the studio caught fire. <laughs> oh, um, caught fire and flooded else? at His the computer, same time. The software stopped working. The software stopped working. It was just, like, a lot of things that were frustrating. That's what I mean. It was like, I just felt like last year, the universe was just kind of like throwing, like making us take a break, making me take breaks, mm -hmm. like to slow me back from the timeline I'm supposed to be at. Which was good. Cause it's nice to have some of that pressure off considering how horrendous last year was. Yeah. Last it was year. not good for I mean, us. It was so bad. This year was, this year was pretty rough for us too. Like not well, even just like band wise, like life. Sure. Like life has yeah. beating us up. Yeah. Like life this year is pretty rough too, but that's why I was just like, I'm releasing my own personal pressure, you know, of like, you know what, like I'm going to like, just let it go with the flow. Like whenever I'm going to drop this song and I know most people would probably drop their whole CD. Like that's not going to be the case with my band. I'm going to be like dropping singles because we were supposed to have been back in the studio by now, like to record the last five songs. Yeah. And it just did not work out that yeah, way. Put out songs. I mean, people don't have the attention to really dedicate more than five or ten minutes to one thing at a time anymore because there's so much going on. Mm -hmm. You're putting out songs. I'm going to put out a song. Some other band's yeah. going to put out a song. Yeah, everyone has ADHD. <laughs> and then all of Stranger yeah. Things is on Netflix and I have to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the Great British Bake Off. Yeah, you know, whatever, and, then, and, then whatever. They forget, and then they forget their original thought. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Everyone has super ADHD, so I was just like, I, I'm just gonna end up like going with my own personal timeline because everyone like has their own like universe and how things work out. And it's just like mine. I'm not gonna like be like, oh, well, I have to come out with this new album, have this other half recorded by December to drop the whole thing. It's just like I'm just gonna drop singles because that seems to work for me like right now, like in my life. So it's just like my fans can expect like this new single to hit like you know you know august 5th and then like that heavy one like hopefully we can shoot the video soon and like drop that one soon like i just want to like do what works for my timeline because it's just like things just throw punches and uh yeah and it's just how my life has always been it's just like it makes it exciting but it's also frustrating when you have a vision of how like you just want everything to go perfectly but it's like we have some crazy stories to tell. And people always are like, oh, you guys are being dramatic. It's like, no, like hmm. our life is very, very interesting. <laughs> like sure. the stories that happen. About the weirdest crap happened to us over <laughs> the years. This is how it's always been. Yeah, totally get it. <laughs> well, as this choo-choo rounds the corner, <laughs> wrapping up today's episode, I want to thank you all again. Thank Jess, you. Thank you. Brian. Brian. Demetis. Yes. Thank you. It's been a great Thank time. You. Uh, so you have a single coming out on August 5th. This episode will be out after then. Nice. So people can go listen to that. Yes. I imagine um, all the hip places, right? MySpace, <laughs> Reverb Nation. Uh, <laughs> MySpace gets a, people listen to music. MySpace gets a vampire uh, freaks. Gets a vampire freaks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you listen, MySpace get to listen to it before it comes out. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I imagine you're on Spotify and all. Oh that yeah, stuff, yeah. Right? yeah. You can find us anywhere. Yeah. I'll Apple put Music. Links in the comments. Yeah, you can find also. us on Apple Music, Amazon. Yeah. iTunes. Yep, and YouTube. Like we'll have like the video, the official video, which I'm really excited for. Like it's just like most of our videos. Like people don't know that we 
directed and like um, do a lot of the set building ourselves. This one we didn't build a set for, but it's just like more of like I I tell my film guy like the storyline, like what shots I'm looking for. Like I'm pretty much like directing the video and he like pulls my ideas together. And it's just like it's just amazing how well it turned out. And I can't wait for everyone to see it. I love that attitude. <laughs> Hell yeah. So YouTube link in the comments. Yes. Check them out. Thank you all for coming by. Yeah, thank you so it's much. It's been a great chat. Yep. Yeah. And hopefully One day I'm- our bands yes. will play. <laughs> yes. One day we'll get a show together. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're just a bunch of kindness. Yes. <laughs> Juxtaposed with musical aggression. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I guess that's it. Thank Goodbye, you. internet. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And we are...